welcome to the You on the Camino podcast for and about first-time pilgrims on the Camino de Santiago in Spain with your host, guide, and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. Welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast. This is Nancy, and I want to thank you for tuning in each week and for joining me on this journey to make your Camino dream a reality. And when I say thank you, I am sending that message out around the world. Do you know why? You are tuning in from the U.S., Canada, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Spain, Italy, Germany, France, Denmark, the Netherlands, Sweden, Norway, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Latvia, Turkey, Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and a few more 44 countries in all. My global heart is so happy to have you here with me. Thank you. I hope you're finding this podcast helpful, useful, enjoyable, or at least interesting. What have you taken away from this season? Favorite top tips? Most useful topics? New ideas for your Camino journey? What are your Camino plans? I would love to hear from you. I have an easy-to-remember email address where you can send me a note. It's you on the Camino at gmail.com. I also have a link for you in the notes. If you feel you've benefited from this podcast, if you've been finding it valuable as you put together your Camino plans, and you would like to make a donation to the production fund, you can follow the link in the notes to do that. You can also go right to my website and look for the Donate tab. That's thecaminoexperience.com. Thank you in advance for your support. Let me give you an overview of what I'll be talking about in this episode. First, I'll share with you what I'm working on for you for next year and the timeline for that. Then I'm going to take everything we've talked about in this season and show you where we are with putting together your Camino plan. And finally, I'm going to give you a preview of what's to come in season two, the specifics of what we will talk about next. Now that you have your Camino plan in place, you may be wondering, now what? What's next? So we will move from the getting started phase to the getting ready phase. And of course, there is a top tip at the end, one of my favorites actually. These past three and a half months have been an incredible journey for me. When I had the idea for this podcast in July, I had no idea how to create and produce a podcast. And true confession, I hadn't listened to many podcasts myself, so I had nothing to model it on, which probably was a good thing. So I did a quick survey of the other Camino podcasts out there, Dan Mullins, Kevin Donahue, Lee Brennan all exceptional productions, all very different from this podcast, and I decided to just go for it. 
16 episodes and more than 2,800 downloads later, and I am completely humbled by the amount of work that goes into producing a podcast and encouraged by how many future pilgrims are tuning in and following along. I'm wrapping up season one here on November 22nd, 2022, because I'm going to be focusing on some other things for the next couple of months. Specifically, I'm getting ready to take some pilgrims on the Camino next year, and I'll be working directly and personally with them to get ready. After walking the Camino for about seven years and talking to a lot of pilgrims, I realized that one of the most daunting and challenging parts of doing the Camino is simply getting started. I have a program called Just Get Me Started, and that's exactly what it does. This is for anyone who ultimately wants to walk the Camino on their own, but who would like some assistance getting started. Maybe you are feeling a bit overwhelmed by how much there is to learn and do to get ready to walk the Camino. Or maybe you or your family are uncomfortable with the idea of you setting off on this journey alone. And still, you know you can do this, just maybe with some help to get going. If this is you, I would love to support you in making your Camino dream a reality. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out my website, which I mentioned before, and which is also in the notes for this episode. Another project I'm working on is something my pilgrims have been asking me for for years, and that is to put all of this into a book. So just in case you don't want to wait for seasons two and three and four, I'm working on getting the full planning and preparation process into book format. The book will cover much of what I offer the pilgrims in my groups, minus, of course, the personalization, and minus meeting in Saint-Jean and walking together and all the on-trail tips and guidance. So if you aren't able to join us in one of the groups, at least you'll have the full story on getting started, getting ready, and taking your first steps on the trail, all in one easy-to-follow book. And the final project is, of course, season two of this podcast which I expect to launch the third or fourth week of January next year. At the end of this episode, after I review and wrap up this season's content, I will give you an overview of the topics I'll cover in season two. Let me mention here, be sure to click on follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you'll be alerted when season two begins. So that's what I'm working on for you. Now let's get to the review and wrap up of this season's episodes. Specifically, I'm going to walk back through the main steps of the Camino planning roadmap and see where we are with our planning. But first, if you haven't already done this, you may want to have a notebook handy to write down your thoughts on each of the big questions I'm going to review for you. If you've been following along all season, then you know we have looked at some big questions to consider to plan or design your Camino experience. I started by talking about what the Camino is, what it means to do the Camino, and most importantly, why you would walk the Camino. That was episode two. 
I shared some of the reasons people walk the Camino, things like to take a long walk with God, a walk of faith, and to go deeper into their religious or spiritual tradition. It could be you are looking for a grand adventure to a faraway land where the language, customs, and food are different from what you know at home. Maybe you need a vacation for your soul, a chance to reset or recalibrate after two plus years of a global pandemic or some other deeply challenging personal life event. You could be looking to reconnect with your seeking, wandering soul and have some time to discover or rediscover your deepest desires and truest values. You might simply be looking for a physical challenge, one that will have you savoring the hours, days, and weeks outdoors, walking through the beautiful Spanish or Portuguese countryside, and hiking up and down mountains. The joy for you could be found in immersing yourself in the pilgrim community, for example, in what I like to call the United Nations around the dinner table, where people from dozens of countries gather to break bread and share their stories. Or perhaps all you need is a break from the daily routines at home, a getaway from the familiar and known. Or you might be looking to go on what could be called a true pilgrimage, a journey to a sacred center, as many believe Santiago de Compostela is. Or it could be all of the above, or none of the above. What is it that you're looking for? Do you know? It's okay if you don't. I suspect the answers will come as you go, as you plan and prepare for your journey, and as you walk along the ancient pilgrimage route. And even if you do have a sense now, you may discover some hidden motivations unfold as you go. The next big question I talked about came a few episodes later, after we had met a couple of pilgrims who were headed to the trail this fall in episodes three and five. I love how openly Grace and Kathy shared their fears and doubts and how we got to see their superpowers in action as they planned for their journeys. In episode four, I shared some tips on selecting and breaking in your boots because I suspected that by that point, you might be eager to start walking to start training for your pilgrimage. The next big question was, when is the best time to walk? given your why and what type of experience you're looking for. That was in episode six. Are you looking for a solitary walk? Or do you see yourself immersed in a bustling, hustling pilgrim community? Are you a fair weather pilgrim as I admit I am? Or is being out in intense weather, the cold and the rain, or in the hot sunshine, more your thing? The answers to these questions will lead you to choose not just a season to walk, but also which route to choose of the many paths that lead to Santiago de Compostela. If you aren't sure when you will walk or which route, you may want to listen to episode six. What do you think? Will I see you in the spring or fall next year? Or are you more likely to be on the trail when the Spanish pilgrims fill the albergues in August? 
or when there are far fewer pilgrims in the winter months? The question of which route to walk was further addressed in episode 8, as I shared some thoughts on how long it takes to walk the Camino. I go so far as to suggest that you get to decide how long it takes by choosing how far you will walk each day and how much of your chosen route you will walk. The guidebooks for the Camino give you a plan for the end-to-end, quote, entire Camino, but you can start and finish wherever you like. What if you have two weeks instead of the 30 to 40 days it takes to walk the entire Camino Frances? And what if you want to start in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port and finish in Santiago, but you don't have enough time right now? Well, I share some ideas with you, such as doing the Camino in stages, or walking some, skipping some, and then walking some more, or even choosing a different route. What feels right for you? How far do you feel you can and want to walk each day? How long do you want to be away from home? If you get to do the Camino your way, how will you do it? After I finished producing episode 8, I realized you might need some more information to be able to choose where to start your walk. So in episode 10, I detailed out the most popular starting points on the Camino Frances and how to get to them. I heard from one listener that that episode inspired her to want to visit all the starting points on the Frances route, even though she would only be walking the final 100 kilometers into Santiago from Saria. Okay, I say only the final 100, but let me tell you, I walked from Saria to Santiago in October this year, and it is a big enough walk all on its own. In episode 11, we heard from the other pilgrim, Kathy, who will walk the Camino del Norte in June 2023. Kathy is an avid hiker who is looking forward to the physical challenge, as well as the opportunity to practice being brave for herself. It reminds me, what a big undertaking it is to walk the Camino, any route for any amount of time. Do you know which route you will walk and where you will start and when? Once you've answered those questions, or maybe as you are answering those questions, you will also be thinking about who you will walk with. I think this is possibly the biggest factor in determining what experience you will have on the Camino. And I spent a good amount of time on this question in episode 12. I love that people want to set out on their own, solo, and take on their fears and doubts head on. Many pilgrims will tell you that walking solo is the best way to walk the Camino. And it was for them. I've heard from others that their solo walks weren't what they expected and they found themselves alone and lonely more than they wanted. Walking the Camino offers an incredible opportunity for personal and spiritual transformation, and for some, that transformation comes in bravely setting out on their own. For others, 
It comes from learning to live in and with a group for weeks at a time and learning to compromise and build their tolerance for differences. Walking the Camino with a friend, partner, or family member offers similar benefits and also ensures that you have someone from your inner circle to bear witness to your journey. In episode 12, I also talked about hiring a company to arrange your Camino for you, whether you walked on your own with a friend or partner or with a prearranged group. Would that be a relief to you to have someone else take care of the travel arrangements and booking of accommodations? Or if you would like to learn how to do it yourself with assistance for the first five days of your Camino journey, you could join one of my Just Get Me Started groups and I will show you how it's done. Who will you walk the Camino with? Will you go it alone? Bring a friend or your partner? Or join a group? Each option offers a different and unique experience in the getting started phase through the getting ready phase, and as you walk the Camino. The next big question to consider is where you will sleep, which I talked about in episode 14. Next to who you will walk with, I think this is the biggest influencer of what kind of Camino experience you will have. Will you sleep in shared dorms with your people, new pilgrim friends, and strangers? Will you cook your meals in the albergues and break bread and sip wine with your fellow pilgrims? And is staying in the albergues an essential part of your Camino experience? Or do you need a private room to be able to sleep through the night like I do? And if you will sleep in private rooms, will they be in the high-end Parador hotels or in the more humble basic pensions and hostales you find along the way? Not only is the experience different in these different types of accommodations, but the costs are different too. Where you sleep likely will have the biggest impact of any item on your daily budget. Will you walk the Camino on 30 euros a day, staying in albergues? Or will you budget for more than 100 euros a day, staying in hotels, or something in between? After talking about the cost and types of accommodations in episode 14, and then the cost and types of foods and beverages on the Camino in episode 15, I wrapped up the Camino planning roadmap in episode 16 with a discussion of how much it cost to walk the Camino. I detailed out, for your budgeting pleasure, four possible scenarios for daily expenses. Then I talked about the potential travel costs to get you to the Camino, to your starting point, and then back home once you were done. Finally, I looked at the preparation or pre-travel costs, what you could expect to spend on gear and other supplies if you had to buy everything you needed for the trip. If you followed along with the scenarios and sample budgets I shared on my website, then you could actually be pretty close to estimating what your budget will be for your Camino trip. So let's recap. After season one of the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, you potentially could have a sense of why you were motivated to walk the Camino, 
when you will walk, what route you will walk and where you will start, how much time you will spend walking and for your entire trip, who you will walk with, and how much or how little you could expect to spend. Yes? Is your plan falling into place? If it hasn't yet come together, then you may benefit from going back to listen to some of the previous episodes. If it has all come together and you're feeling good about your Camino plan, well, then probably you are itching to get going on the next phase, which is getting ready to go. Packing and lining up all your gear, booking your flights and trains and buses, training for the physical part of the walk, things like that. How are you feeling about your Camino plans? Excited? Overwhelmed? There still is so much to do to get ready. When you imagine yourself heading to the airport or at your starting point, how do you feel? Confidence that you're on the right path? Trepidation that you're taking on something so big? Excitement, overwhelm, confidence, trepidation? These are all normal feelings when contemplating walking the Camino, and many other emotions likely will come up as you get yourself ready to go, which is our next goal. So let me give you a preview of what's to come in season two of this podcast, which will start in late January. I am delighted to tell you that we will be hearing from Kathy from episode five, who walked the Camino Frances in September. Kathy is going to talk about her experiences and share how the walking the Camino impacted her. I'm also working on connecting with Grace from episode three so we can hear how her walk on the Camino Portugues went. And I expect to have for you a few more conversations with other first-time pilgrims. Which reminds me to mention that you could be a guest on this podcast. You can let me know you're interested by following the link in the notes. What else? I haven't decided what order I will do these in, but I can give you an idea of what's coming. And I really hope I can fit these all into season two. Here are some of the topics I have for you. The luggage transport services. How and what to pack and why. A few episodes on Camino gear, your backpack, of course, rain gear, sleeping bags, and trekking poles, and how to use them to your best benefit. Safety and security while traveling and while on the Camino, including how to manage your money while traveling. Travel insurance demystified. Savvy traveler tips. How to prepare for the physical challenge. Planning your daily stages and all those unique albergue experiences to look for. And as promised, all about laundry on the Camino. And of course, each episode will end with a top tip. Now, what if you don't want to wait until late January, or really for 15 weeks worth of episodes for all this great information that's coming your way. Then you may want to connect with me to learn more about the Just Get Me Started program, because we get to this list as soon as you sign up for the program. 
Whether you join one of my groups or not, though, I would love to hear from you. Specifically, I would love to hear what questions you have on the topics I'll be covering next season. I want to be sure to cover every angle you need covered on these season two topics. And you could help me to prioritize all these topics. Which ones to start with? Which ones are most important to you? I've created a simple questionnaire for you to use to give me your input. The link for the questionnaire is in the notes. Now let's get to this episode's top tip. And here it is. Everything you hear and read about the Camino might be wrong. That's a strong statement, I know. And it's only partially true. It's not so much that everything is wrong but that your experience might be completely different from what you hear and read. Let me give you an example. I met an American woman on the Camino this year who was on the trail at the exact same time I was, staying at similar types of accommodations, eating in the same kinds of places. We even shared nearly an entire day together, including eating together twice. When she got back from the Camino, she wrote an 18-page summary of her experiences on the trail, which she generously shared with future pilgrims as sort of a guide. It was filled with lots of interesting anecdotes and reviews and assessments of the services and other things she had encountered. And most of it was wrong. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't wrong. It was how she experienced the Camino. What I found interesting was that so much of what she encountered was different from what I encountered this year and from what I've experienced over the past 17 years. It showed me just how personal walking the Camino is. So, when you read anything about the Camino, I invite you to hear it as the personal experience of the person talking or writing rather than as a cold, hard fact about the Camino. Of course, some things are factual. There are albergues where pilgrims sleep and bars where they get food, beverages, and Wi-Fi. But it's not a packaged tour where everything is the same. The Camino Frances, as an example, covers nearly 800 kilometers or 500 miles. And there are variations in food accommodations, and prices along the way. And add to that that you are going to meet the people you meet, and even if I walk a few days ahead or behind you, I might meet an entirely different set of people, people with different stories, different reasons for walking, and some I connect with and some I don't, just like you. We may stay in the same albergue, but we would have a different experience and talk about it differently if, say, you arrived with four pilgrim friends, made dinner together, laughed and talked over the meal, and then slept soundly through the night. But if I, on the other hand, arrived exhausted and just showered and went to bed early, I might tell a different story about the place. When I first walked the Camino in 2005, There were no apps, no smartphones, and there was one English language guidebook, but I didn't know about it, so I didn't have it. 
Facebook wasn't yet a thing. And so I didn't have a single preconceived idea of what the Camino would be like. My love affair with the Camino has come in part from the fact that I had to discover it, to find my way in my own way, on my own terms. It hasn't always been easy, but it has been incredibly satisfying. Everything I've talked about in this podcast has been based on my personal experiences. Right? Wrong? Who knows? I've attempted to pose questions and suggest a way of thinking about your Camino rather than telling you how to do it. But even that is only one way to approach planning and preparing for your Camino. I hope that within this first season of the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, you have found your way to your answers. And my wish for you is that you will take your plan to the trail and discover your Camino. Blessings, dear pilgrims. Now, before I say goodbye for now, just a couple reminders. If you go to the notes for this episode, you'll find the link to the questionnaire so you can tell me what you want me to focus on next season. You'll also find the link for the donate button in case you'd like to send me a monetary gift for the production fund. The link to be a guest on this podcast is there and my email address is there if you'd like to send a note. My website is there so you can find out more about the Just Get Me Started program and we can set up a Zoom call to get acquainted. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe or follow or whatever your chosen podcast player has for you to do so you'll know when season two is ready for you. Now I can say it. Bye for now and happy holidays. May you celebrate well.